This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Football Al Turka, this is our transfer special. My name is Kam Bayezid, and I'm joined right now by Umut Naderi, who I woke up really early in the morning. Umut, are you having your coffee right now? Yeah, I'm having my coffee right now and happy to join. <laughs> so, if you hear uh, Umut sounding a bit groggy in the beginning here, that's just because I uh, put him out of bed really early. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what we're going to do today is because we didn't really have much time for it over the past couple of weeks to really delve into some of the transfers that happened in January in the Super League. Uh, that's basically what we're going to be doing now because uh, obviously. Uh, we have plenty to talk about with the weekly matches, so we figured we'd do a little special episode on the transfers. So I'm going to do this in the order that the clubs finished last season, because that's the easiest way, as I got all of this data from Transfer Marked. Um, and I, I did notice that they missed uh, at least one transfer. But uh, let, let's get started with uh, last season's champions, Galatasaray. So in they got, of course, Henry Onyukuru on the loan from Monaco. And Marcelo Saracci on loan from Leipzig. And then Jesse Sekidika from Eskishir on a free transfer. Out we see Ryan Babel, Emre Mor, uh, Emre Tajdemir, Steven Nzonzi, and Batu Hansen. That's uh, just a youth player that went out. So Steven Nzonzi, he, of course, his loan was terminated, as we know. Uh, he went back to Roma, but they immediately loaned him out again. Uh, Umut, do you remember who they loaned him to? Well, I haven't seen it, but if they learn it, uh, that's because that they don't think they are. Uh, he's ready to play because he has been missing so many games for Galatasaray and not uh, in a shape to have the just go into the uh, Roma and play the uh, yeah. first eleven. But Roma wanted to really get rid of him in the summer. That's why they gave Galtar a really good deal on, on the transfer, I think. Uh, they loaned him to France, but I, after the life of me, I can't really remember where exactly he went. Uh, Emre Tajdemir, I thought that was pretty curious. He went to Kayserispor on a loan. They're paying uh, almost 100,000 euros in a loan fee. I guess they're, that's basically his wage, I assume. Yeah, uh, he's. I think he's a uh, uh, potential, uh, even though he has... Uh, gone through a lot of injuries uh, during his time in Bursa Sport. And right now, uh, he got his, uh, you know, uh, opportunities in Galatasaray uh, in the start of the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we got Sarachi, uh, now he doesn't have any chance, uh, even though, like, we also uh, registered Martin Linus in. So, yeah. it's hard for him to uh, find a chance in Galatasaray. So, it's a bit uh, his... Uh, you know, uh, smart move uh, in order to get uh, time to play. Yeah, and he must be in his mid-20s now, right? Like 25 or so, 
I yeah. imagine. Uh, Emre Moore, uh, of course, he, he his su- his stint at Galatasaray wasn't a massive success. Galatasaray had loaned him from Celta Vigo, and Galatasaray in turn loaned him now to Olympiacos for 410k. That's basically half of Emre's wages. So you know, basically, Olympiacos are just paying half of Emre's wages for the half of the season. Galatasaray obviously have a, an option to buy him for eight million. I think it's rather clear that they won't be exercising that. Um, so yeah, Emre more off to Olympiacos. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if he's already played. It's going to be interesting to see how he does there. But you know, I have never really been since the beginning of the show. I don't think I've been very high on Emre Moore's chances to still um, make something out of his career, just because it seems that he doesn't really have his priorities straight. But who knows? You know, he's still young. He's 22, I think. So 23, 22. Uh, he can still make something out of it but how do you see those chances Umut? Uh, I'm not too op- uh, you know uh, optimistic yeah optimistic on Emre Moore because you know he I think he doesn't know how uh, football works uh, on mm-hmm. the field like mm-hmm. he is just all by himself all selfish like trying to do all by himself and like dribble past sample it and give a pass but he doesn't care uh, where does that pass goes like uh, forward backward or no uh, you have to like uh, contribute to the team and the tactics uh, and uh, play accordingly yeah. but what he plays uh, is worse than what did uh, Yunus Akin played for Galatasaray because uh, you could see Yunus Akin uh, playing and scoring even assisting for Galatasaray in the league matches or the cup games during last season. And this season, because of Emre Moore, Yunus Akin couldn't find any chance in Galatasaray. And uh, above it, uh, Emre Moore didn't even contribute to the scoreline, ever. Right. Yeah, but we saw, I mean, the other day, Galatasaray were playing in the Turkish Cup against Alanyaspor, of course. Um, and, and we see Jimmy Durmas playing 90 minutes, I believe. Um, Yunus Agun yeah. still isn't getting any opportunities. Yeah. I find that very curious because I've, we've been hearing about Yunus Agun for a while. He's doing really well in the under-19 league, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Galtry are top of the table there. Um, and, and still Yunus Agun isn't getting an opportunity. And he's come at that age where he needs to start picking up some minutes or he needs to get loaned out so he can play professional football um, you know, against yeah. real men. There was his uh, transfer thus just uh, one year earlier, uh, he was about to go to Anderlecht mm-hmm. by fee. I didn't remember if it's a loan or a buy. There was a rumor of two and a half million, I believe. Yeah, uh, it would be a great opportunity for him. I don't know about that. Uh, Anderlecht right now aren't in the best shape. They're playing a lot of young players, but they are. They're they're having a little bit of a of a chaotic. A uh, couple of years, I have to say. And then, of course, the other guy that went out, we've spoken plenty about his, his performance in, in the last couple of months on the on the podcast, Ryan Babel. Uh, he's been loaned out to Ajax. They're covering basically half of his wages, uh, or no, basically his full wages. They're paying 1.55 million euros 
uh, to Galtry for the half season, which basically covers Galt, uh, Ryan Babel's wages. Um, as, as for the guys that came in, of course, Henry Onyokuro, we've spoken about him in the past. Uh, unfortunately, he came down with malaria, so he wasn't able to immediately play, but he played the other day in the Cup. He played, I think, 10 minutes in the league last week, and he, he got an assist uh, in the Cup yesterday, uh, or was it the day before? I, I thought he was one of the best players on the field um he had a couple of uh, good crosses for for belhanda of all people um and, and onyokuro you know didn't look to me like the malaria really uh affected <laughs> him that badly uh he's a great player of course and it's a good get for gals right finally they get some speed on the wing which they were lacking with ryan babel of course and with marcelo saracci we've already seen him in action we've already seen that he's also able to contribute in that regard as the left back with speed going forward uh but also defensively doing a decent job. But he's, of course, uh, currently uh, out for two or three weeks with a hamstring injury. What uh-huh. what have been your thoughts on uh, the, the the guy from Eskishir Sport, Jesse Sedika? Uh, Sekidika. Sekidika, yeah. <laughs> well, we can, we can just call him Jesse. You know? Yeah, we'll call him that indeed. <laughs> yeah, Jesse. Uh, I watch his, uh, a few games in Eskishir Sport. Uh, you know, uh, League One is... Uh, something different to Super League. Uh, it's more uh, physical, physical and, yeah. and very competitive. I mean, it's not yeah. a bad league at all. I, you uh, know. I remember what Vedat Muric has said about the League Beer, uh, League uh, One, uh, mm-hmm. and compared it with Super League. It said you cannot, you know, uh, turn in. They don't turn you uh, back in League One mm-hmm. and uh, give a chance to shoot. But in Super League, they do give you a, a chance to turn, but you cannot find the uh, you know uh, uh, place to shoot. You know opening. Yeah, yeah opening. Yeah, they just uh, stand you off, mm-hmm. like yeah. close you down yeah. too quickly. Uh, and this is the uh, battle he has to give in Super League. Yeah, uh, you know he is fast. He's agile. Uh, it's he kind of resembles uh, me about player like Bruma or uh, Rodriguez. Uh, right now in Fenerbahce, uh, he is, you know, he has to contribute to the, uh, the team mentally more than physically right now because uh, how Onyekuru does it, uh, I really admire him. You know, uh, he knows where to go, he knows where to run, and he knows where to stand when the uh, crosses are or the passes are coming mm-hmm. from. But how old is Onyekuru now? He must be like 22, 23? Yeah. Yeah, he but he knows it, you know. Yeah, yeah, but he's been playing professional football for I don't know three, four years. When he was at Open, and then he went to to Anderlecht on a, uh-huh. on a loan for a year. My point is, is he's been playing professional football from a very young age, and that's the point I was trying to make with Yunus Agun too. Like, it's very important that at eighteen, nineteen, you're not playing against other eighteen, nineteen year olds if you're talented. And you have a potential of being a first player for Galatasaray, Besiktas, Fenerbahce, Trabzonspor. Mm-hmm. At 18, 19, you need to be playing football against 25-year-olds, against 30-year-olds, against 34-year-olds. Yeah. I recently wrote a piece on just that where, you know, in in, in, in Holland, you have this system of uh, Ajax and PSV. They have their youth teams in the second division and all of their big towns come up through those teams because they play in the second division against real men. You know, they yeah. don't play against other kids. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we have to go through a project like that as well in yeah. Turkish Super League. But I don't know how the teams will afford any second team where they 
just uh, you know mm. are bankrupt with even one team. But I mean, is, do you think it's that much more expensive than operating an under nineteen team? In principle, okay, you're adding a yeah, couple of yeah, under nineteen team uh, as said, but now uh, some uh, times they might just send the you know uh, overage players to that team as well. Is it? possible or eligible yeah i mean for psv and ajax they have a couple of experienced guys in that team they're like i can't name anyone on the top of my head right now but they have like a couple of guys to bring some experience to those youngsters um but generally they're playing with most of their youth players and then like let's say they play with seven youth players and like uh, three or four uh guys uh that that you know have some experience um in the top flight or something i think you can still get like relatively cheap players for for that role, or maybe like let's say, of course, Selçuk Inan may be a bad example now, but let's say Selçuk Inan still had a decent level, and he you would still think he could play Birinci League football or even Ikinji. He can play. He can play. Maybe I, I, maybe he can, yeah. And and he could with his experience go and play in the second division, maybe be the captain of the team and take those young guys under his wing and still be part of, of, of the, the community of Galtry and still yeah. be doing an essential thing. And it's not you know, he could go now into coaching, for example. But what he would be doing then is actually coaching on the pitch. I could see a guy like Selçuk, a guy like, for example, in the past, Ibrahim Toraman, Ibrahim Zulmes, uh, for Fenerbahce, a guy like Semi Sentuk. Instead of, you know, the, the dying days of their careers, they go into some Anatolian team and kind of wither away. <laughs> yeah, uh, but guys like that, I think, could really be still of a big value to their clubs. And I think there's one thing that in Turkey we do so poorly is say goodbye to our legends. I, I can't think of many big players that got a good send-off. Like, the last one I can think of is Shifo Mehmet, I think. He got a really nice send-off at Besiktas. But Sergen kind of left through the back door. Um, Alex left through the back door. Uh, you know, Snyder, well. yeah, Snyder left through the bag, and of course, you know, Snyder and Alex, those are, are foreigners, but the big Turkish players, you know, like a, like a, I don't know, Suat Kaya, did he ever get? Uh, yeah, Suat Kaya did. I remember his okay. uh, jubilee. Yeah. Well, you know, those types of guys, I think they can still be of, of, of value in that sense. Anyway, um, yeah, we we spent a lot about it, uh, but yeah. J- Jesse, you've seen him a couple of times for Galatasaray now. What was your yeah. impression f- at Galatasaray? Yeah, he's quite ambitious to dribble past all the opponents, but mm-hmm. like he's agile and uh, has talent to do so. But he has to, you know, uh, rely on his stamina much more because uh, that kind of ambition drains him uh, too soon than mm-hmm. he expects him. Like uh, he is expected. Like uh, he has to like contribute his stamina throughout the uh, game uh, more uh, logically. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and to do this, I think uh, experience will do enough. Uh, uh, like quite uh, some games, like ten games, uh, and we'll see him uh, bringing uh, good moves to the team. Uh, and yeah, uh, uh, and I looked it up, and he's just one uh, age uh, older than Henry Onyekuru. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one yeah, <laughs> yeah. One year. <laughs> One year, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, looking at that, he, yeah, he has played uh, three years, uh, two years for Eskishe here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, possibly uh, less experienced than uh, Henry Onyekuru, uh, it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, 
but I think he has a spark and he'll get a fire eventually. Your first impression, do you think he's a guy that could really make it a Galtzai or is he more like a guy, okay, he's a he's a typical Anadolu speedster maybe, somebody who could do really well for a mid-table side in the Super League, but you're not quite sure yet if uh, he can attain the highest level for a top team? Well, uh, currently he's not a starter and no, yeah. I don't think he'll be uh, right now, but uh, as a great sub, like uh, if Galatasaray is ahead and he just gets subbed in and He'll be a lethal threat for the counter-attacks uh, when the opponents uh, are trying to get a goal for, mm -hmm. from us. And he'll be that guy to uh, threat the opposition's, uh, you know, uh, big uh, gaps uh, through the defense. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on then uh, to uh, Bashakshi here, who haven't gotten any player in this transfer window. Only uh, player in is uh, Joseph Atama, who returned from loan to from Chaikurizespor, but he immediately got loaned out, loaned out again to Fatih Karagumruk. Uh, Tunay Torun, who had been left out of the squad for uh, the past six months, he joined Rizespor on a free transfer. Mohamed Schengezer, who they signed at the beginning of the season from Bursaspor as a reserve goalkeeper, he went out on loan to Adana Demirspor. Uh, Milos Jojic, he was loaned out to Wolfsburger, the team they faced in the Europa League. And he's not the only one because Miguel Vieira, he also got loaned out to Wolfsburger. It's, uh, I found that quite curious that uh, the team they faced in, in the, the Europa League uh, just got two players on loan from them. Uh, I wonder if uh, that maybe uh, happened uh, during or after the match, uh, the, the, the board members uh, getting talking and uh, maybe something uh, sparked from there. Uh, another one that was uh, that caught my eye was Kerim Frey. He's been loaned out to FC Emma. Saw him in action the other week when uh, Olsham was making his debut for yeah, Feyenoord. Yeah, yeah, we, we watched it live, yeah? <laughs> yeah, and I, I mentioned to you because you were watching too, and I said, hey, have you noticed that Kerim Frey is actually playing for the opposition? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were like, what? <laughs> yeah, he was quite invisible, but I liked how Olsham performed there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Actually, Kerim, I liked him too. He was... Uh, he had a couple of moments, uh, but he's always kind of been that player that I think he just had so much more potential that one he, that one that the, that what he achieved. I think at Besiktas he never really got the full potential out of him. We had a couple of good performances from him against Feyenoord, for example. He had that really good assist against Galatasaray where Gokhan Torres scored. But in general, you know. Mm -hmm. he, he had his moments, but he never really fully achieved what, what was expected. And then at Bashakshi here, for a while there, it looked like he was going to be a starter there, or at least a, a very frequent uh, sub. But uh, he was loaned out, I think, to, to Israel last season, to uh, Maccabi Haifa or so. And then, uh, yeah, of course, now he's being loaned out to FCM. It looks like Bashakshi just wants to offload him. I think he was one of Abdullah Avci's transfers. He really wanted him there. Um, and then finally, of course, Arda Turan, he, his loan was terminated and he returned to Barcelona. I think we saw some pictures. <laughs> Quite odd. <laughs> yeah, we saw some pictures of him in uh, Barcelona training uh, over the week. But uh, I don't you know think if... the new, new manager will give him a chance? I don't know if he's included in their squad, actually. I don't know if he's re registered. So uh, I, I was reading something the other day that he might actually go out on loan still to a Romanian side. I guess the window hasn't shut there yet. Uh, to, uh, um, I think, yeah, I think the new Stor Bukrest, but they, they're not called Stor Bukrest anymore. They're called like FSCB or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might, uh, that's what I read that he might actually get loaned out there. 
Uh, and then uh, we ha have another loan, Honor Gunei. He was loaned to uh, Kat Katol. What is this? Katalkaspor. Never heard of that team. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. And Besiktas brought in two players. Uh, Aydin Hasic from Dinamo Zagreb. They had to pay a 180,000 um, training fee, so to speak, because he came out of their youth academy. So they had to pay a fee for that. But other than that, he was a free transfer. Supposedly a really big talent. Uh, Bosnian youth international. Besiktas in instantly went and loaned him out to Umranje Spor because he would have counted as their 14th foreigner on their uh, registry. But uh, they also brought in Kevin Prince Boateng, which completely caught me off guard, uh, off guard, and I think a lot of people off guard. And when initially, when the news started coming out, um, Gianluca Di Marzio had reported it, and I was like, "Man, that's not that's you know," because Di Marzio, not Di Marzio himself, but really his website, they they tend to post a lot of clickbait they know how crazy Turks are they know how many of, of us are active on the internet and constantly looking for transfer news and I've noticed over the last couple of years that they've really shown a pattern of linking Turkish clubs to players just to feed clicks, feed traffic to their website and so my first inclination was yeah no way because Besiktas are limited in, in what they can spend but of course loaning out uh, Oğuzhan Uzyakup freed up some budget uh, loaning out uh, Orkan Chinar uh, actually he was released and he joined Ankaragücü on a free transfer uh, Erdem Sejki was loaned out to Umranyespor, Muhayer Oktay was loaned out to Girisun and uh, Hasic of course also loaned out to Umranje so some some wages of the bill and uh, and Besiktas managed to sign Kevin Prince Boateng they are paying 325,000 euros for the player himself uh, as, as a wage yeah go ahead why do you think uh, Orkan didn't turn out well Oh, uh, well, I can only speak of what I've heard, but he was, for example, loaned out to Adana Demirspor, and uh, supposedly he was really lazy, not willing to put in the work. Um, yeah, not heard a lot of good things from him, uh, from Ad Ad Adana Demirspor, and I think if, if you can't be bothered to give it 100%, I think when a club like Besiktas, Galatasaray, Fenerbahce have a, have a younger player, okay, Orkan's like 23 now already, but still, uh -huh. in, Tur in, Turkey that, in Turkey, that could still be considered young. I think, as a player, what is important, if you get the opportunity, because you have to see it as an opportunity, that you get loaned out, you have to grab that chance. You have to go out and you have to prove yourself so that when you come back, the club will look at you in a different light. If you come back and you flopped wherever you were sent, you didn't play a lot, or you just, you know, the, your, your loan gets terminated early which happens a lot, unfortunately, uh, which happened with Orkan too. I think that also kind of uh, has an impact on how your parent club looks at you. And I think that's kind of what happened with Orkan here. Uh, plus, I think in general, um, I, I like him technically. He's a good player, has really good set pieces, uh, is good on the ball and all that, has decent vision. But he's just a little bit slow, I feel. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Arda without... Uh, the superior talent, like Arda was never really quick. Yeah. It's kind of similar to that, but I think he just lacks a little bit of uh, eccentric quality to uh, re yeah, make it at, at a top club. But we've seen him at Gaziantep Sport before, and he was really good there. I could definitely see him be good at Ankara Gücü if he's committed. 
and uh, that's going to be the big question uh, point. What did you think of uh, the Kevin Prince Boateng transfer? That's for me. That's one of the the biggest surprises this window, and and probably one of the the biggest transfers alongside uh, Hinyu Onyekuru and. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, and Daya, of course, for Trabzonspor. And I think maybe Boateng, those three. Oh, and uh, Robert Mack to uh, to Konyaspor is definitely one that jumped out to me too. But I think those four transfers are the ones that, in terms of name value, jump out the most. What, what do you think of Kevin Prince Boateng? Do you think he's going to contribute to Besiktas? Do you think he's going to add something they, they lack right now? Yeah, you can't be... In, 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 uh, like, you never be sure because... Uh, it's just uh, how they see us. Like if they see us like Qatar, mm-hmm. like uh, you know holiday lunch. Yeah. Uh, you uh, you you won't see anybody contributing. But like, uh, I think he wants to contribute. Like uh, he wants to uh, find some time to build his old self. Uh, I know he's old, but he can still do. Uh, some contribution to Besiktas, even though it's too late for him. But I think he has the kind of spark, and we'll see on the field. Yeah, he's a physically, he's a, of course a physical specimen. He is, is in great condition. The main issue with him is that he's injury prone, despite being in great physical condition. Uh, and he's very much a journeyman. He's had like I don't know eleven clubs or so. Um, he played for for of course. Uh, Schalke, Borussia Dortmund, uh, Hertha Berlin, um, Las Palmas, even Barcelona for six months last season, which was kind of the big transfer that everyone was like, what? <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and it's funny because Barcelona were kind of looking at that profile of a player again, this window where they kind of needed somebody uh, to to come in to uh, replace uh, Luis Suarez, who was out injured for another month or so. Uh, and yeah, that was kind of the role that he was filling there last season. And he, he I think he only made like three La Liga appearances and he made a couple of uh, Copa del Rey appearances and stuff yeah. like that. What would um, you think about a player that has a uh, too much journey his career, like uh, how you said about Boateng, uh, mm-hmm. played like too many clubs in his career. Do you I, think it's like a, a player who cannot hold uh, in a club? Yeah, I was actually wondering that myself. What because with Boateng, I've never really heard any big stories of him having massive uh, attitude issues, apart from in the beginning of his career. Uh, of course, you know you had the whole thing where. He uh, chose to play for Ghana instead of Germany because uh, he was, I think he was playing for the under-19 team in Germany and uh, they sent him home because he was partying or something. Hmm. Uh, And uh, yeah, after that he got so pissed and he chose Ghana instead. But uh, yeah, and of course, and there was a whole thing when he injured uh, Michael Balak and he got in a big fight with his own brother who was playing for the Mannschaft at the time. Um, and I think he injured Balak before like 2012 or 2010 or something for one of the big tournaments. And so he had a falling out with his brother over that, but that's all been uh, made up since. But I've never really heard of, of him being a problem uh, player like later in his career, like um, even in, in Milan, his first stint at Milan was really successful. Of course, he was one of their best players in 2010, won the won the Scudetto in, uh, in 2011, I want to say. Um, but, yeah, he's had so many clubs. And usually when you see that, you think, well, that's a difficult player. You know, it's difficult mm-hmm. for, for anyone to work with him. I kind of got the impression with Boateng that he's, like, 
genuinely a journeyman that like he just wants to have been everywhere you know he's been in england with tottenham he's been in germany obviously he was born there he's been in spain he's been in italy uh he's been in all the the big big four leagues he's been there uh he's only missing uh france i guess for to complete the top five for him uh, mm-hmm. And of course, we noticed this video of him as well from the past, where he was singing the Ibrahim Tatlas's music in his car. I think that went viral on Turkish Twitter like two years Everybody ago. Everybody so. who just transfers does that, you know. I seen. Uh, well, he he did that two years ago, though. That's that's a two-year-old video. I remember. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. He has apparently has quite a few Turkish friends. Uh, he speaks some Turkish, some basic Turkish too. Um, I don't know. Uh, he's a. I think he's a very useful, versatile player. He can play pretty much any offensive position. He can pl- bail you out as a striker if necessary. It's obviously not his best position, but he can play on the wings. He can play behind the striker, and he can play as a as a normal central midfielder. So any offensive uh, position, I think it's going to be useful to have a player like that uh, in the squad. Obviously, like you said, he's thirty two. He's going on thirty three. Um, not the youngest anymore, but if he can stay fit, I think it could be a useful player for Besiktas. And they've loaned him for, uh, they have six months now, and then they have an option to extend his loan. And uh, all they have to do is pay his full wage next season, which would be $1.7 million. Uh, this season, they're only paying 325000 of his wage. I- I'm curious to see how it goes uh, with, with Kevin Prunz-Boateng. I think he's the kind of player that's going to embrace uh, Turkey, much like Lukas Podolski did, you know, because Lukas Podolski mm. had that affinity for Turkey, uh, you know, has a lot of Turkish friends back in, in Köln, and I think it's going to be similar with Boateng. The question is, of course, how successful is he going to be? It's it's easy to embrace Turkey if everyone's showering you with love and uh, adoration because you're doing well, but if <laughs> if things aren't going so well, obviously that's not going to happen, and then it's uh, mm. going to be a lot harder. Yeah. Anyway, let's move over uh, to uh, our next club then. Um, finishing in fourth position last season was Trabzonspor, of course. And we've already spent some time on it. Badu NDI joining uh, them from Stoke City. They're paying a 176k loan fee. Uh, I don't know how much of their wage they're actually covering. Uh, they also signed Guillerme from uh, SC Alvarenga, but ob- obviously he's coming from Malatia Sport, where he spent the last one and a half season, and he was very successful there. And they also brought in Manuel Da Costa on a free transfer from Itihad. We, of course, remember Manuel Da Costa from his time at Sivas Sport and his brief time at Bashakshi here. Uh, but despite having a brief time at Bashakshi here, they sold, sold him at the end of, their, of the season for four and a half million, so he had a decent season there. And then they also sound Manuel uh, from Cruzeiro. I remember remember this guy's name because he was linked to Bishtesh a couple of years ago. And then they also got uh, Bilal Basachikolo on a free transfer. Uh, he had terminated his contract with Kayseri Sport a couple of weeks ago. He is one of those players uh, alongside Emmanuel Adebayor and I believe also Umut uh, Bulut who had ter- terminated their deals at Kayseri Sport. And he's, uh, he signed a very uh, light deal at Trabzonspor. So I think the main t- takeaway here is... Uh, yeah, two new central defenders for Trabzonspor. They also let go of Ivanildo Fernandez, uh, who they had loaned in from Sporting. He's gone actually to Chaiko Rizespor on loan now. Uh, they've let go a couple of young players on loan. Um, Firacan Uzum, uh, Talha Resut, who joined uh, 1877 Alemda. 
Uh, Firachan had joined Umranyaspor. Uh, that's a name you'll be hearing a couple of times, by the way. Umranyaspor loaned in quite a few Super League talents, including this one and then, of course, two players from Besiktas. Uh, Ogenyi Oronazi is one of the big departures. He went to join Denizlispor. And, uh, of course, Donis Avdijash, uh, Jakub's favorite player, he went to Scotland and joined uh, Heart of Midlothian. Um, so yeah, I think for for Trabzonspor, they mainly just strengthened their their core, their defense. They were lacking some quality. We've been saying that, you know, offensively they are so impressive, but defensively they have had you know lesser games. So two central defenders, one of which uh, proven commodity in Manuel da Costa. Of course, Manuel will have to wait and see. Guillerme was really good for Malatia Sport. I think that's a great get for them, just for squad depth, having a backup for Sosa. Uh, at the 10 uh, and then of course Badu Ndiaye immediately came into the team has played everything so far he's been impressive and we know of course he's a proven uh, commodity at Galtzray and at Osmanla Sport so a very good window for Trabzonspor in my opinion mm-hmm. I mean I, I, for me I think they're pretty much the winner of this window obviously Kasim Pasha and Ankaragücü brought in a lot of players but I think Trabzonspor got didn't get a lot of players, but they got a big quality injection and uh, might see them through to the end of the season and uh, maybe, uh, who knows, some trophies. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Malatya Sport then, who finished in fifth position last season. Uh, they're not doing so well lately. They've been losing a lot, of course. Um, and in terms of transfers, they brought in uh, Kubilai Yilmaz from Spartak Trnava as a striker. Um, they got him in on a free transfer, but they've immediately loaned him out to uh, Boluspor in the second division. Um, yeah, young striker, maybe that's something for the future. Then they also brought in Remy Walte from OGC Nice on an undisclosed fee. Uh, also, Yusuf Ndayishimie. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Yusuf. <laughs> from Aigle Noir FC for an undisclosed fee. And this one jumped out to me. Karim Hafez on the loan from Wadi Degla in Egypt, of course, uh, on loan. But as we know, he's been at Kasim Pasha for the last couple of years. And he's a player I, I, I kind of like. So I'm surprised that uh, he his loan got cut short at Kasim Pasha and is going to Malatya Sport now. Um, Malatya for me... Uh, their wingbacks are kind of where they lack quality, so this is a good get for them, in my opinion. And then they also got uh, an interesting signing from uh, Rostov in, in Russia, Vidar Kjartansson. Um, he's a loan and he's a striker, a 29-year-old striker. And then, of course, they got Umut Bulut on a free transfer after he had terminated his deal at Kayseri Sport. So two new strikers in uh, for uh, Malatya Sport. Uh, well, three, in fact, but, of course... Uh, Kubilai was loaned out. And uh, it makes sense, of course, when you see then in the out brackets where Adis Jaovic was sold to Antalya Sport for 700,000 euros. And that for me is a bit of a questionable move from Malatya Sport. Yes, they have a decent amount of points already. Uh, they should be safe from relegation. But yeah, with, with all these transfers, some of those relegation sides have done uh, during January. Uh, and the points they may be picking up. And I mean, if you look at who was in the relegation zone midway through last season, and then you see, like, Angeragujo, where they finished last season, Sport where they finished last season, those were all teams that were in the relegation zone, and they ended in, like, 12th, 13th, and some, I think, even Rize may have ended in the top 10. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't just sell off your, your most important uh, goal scorer uh, to... Uh, 
to a relegation candidate like that. Of course, we know now Adisjavic suffered an injury and he will be out for a couple of weeks, but 700,000 euros is a good fee for a 33-year-old player, but he's a proven player in the Super League. He scores a lot of goals. What, what do you think of replacing him with Umut Bulut and uh, with uh, Kjartan's son from uh, Rostov? Yeah, like, it's quite risky move uh, for the league, rest of the league. And, yeah, for Umut Bulut, uh, you know how quality he is like quality wise uh, he's uh, and not saying he is top quality but I know uh, and they know how he will perform when he's transferred so uh, so they transfer him to be sure uh, like he will be a uh, alternate uh, alternative choice for the uh, striker position and he even can play in the uh, flanks as well uh, for defensive contribution uh, in uh, just in front of the line and for that uh, other player I don't know him uh, so I haven't seen him perform but I think the scouts has uh, watched him no Yeah, hopefully, but I mean, he comes from Russia, so you think, well, he must have something to him, I would imagine. But yeah, uh, how old is Umut now? He must be like 36, going yeah, yeah. 37 he, or something. Yeah, uh, what, what? but he looks after himself really well, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, but still, I mean, you're you're trading in Alis Jaovic, who, yeah, he's 33, I guess, but he's still kind of in his prime, or at the tail end of his prime. And then you're you're bringing in Umut, who, yeah, despite the fact that he's old, still doing well enough uh, over the last couple of years uh, for Kayseri Sport. But still, I mean, it's a weird trade-off in my opinion. But you know, I guess if you can get seven hundred thousand euros for a thirty-two plus year old player, makes sense. Let's move on to Fenerbahce. They had a very quiet uh, winter mercato as they only brought in Simon Fallet from Eintracht Frankfurt. They brought him in rather early in the window, but they only uh, got his license out, I think, like the day before the deadline or so. Uh, they got him on loan from Eintracht Frankfurt in Deutschland. And uh, the rumor here is that they basically only signed him so that Sivaspor couldn't sign him because supposedly Sivaspor were really close to getting him. And, of course, Sivaspor in first position in the league. Fenerbahce fighting for the title. They probably wanted to uh, block uh, potentially key move for for Sivaspor, although yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of question that if that's the truth. Um, they also sent out Zanka on loan. I think they're bringing they're bringing in a, a very similar quality player to Zanka with Simon Fallet. A uh, little bit yeah weird that they bring in one guy for another one that I don't think Fallet is going to necessarily be a, a big quality injection for them, just as as how Zanka. Was okay, but not great. I don't know really what went wrong there with Zanka, though. Like, he wasn't amazing, but it kind of seems like Ersunyal just soured on him. Yeah, could be. Hmm. Uh, then, in terms of outward moves, Okan Turp was loaned out to Bandermaspor. Baris Allerje was uh, loaned out to Westerlo in Belgium. Baris. <laughs> yeah, ba- Barish Alleje was loaned out to uh, Westerlo in Belgium. There's also where Berke Uzer is playing right now. And if you're wondering why, uh, what what's the tie with Fenerbahce and Westerlo right now? Well, in fact, uh, one of the former board members of Fenerbahce is now uh, at at Westerlo and is one. There's of also the... a Galatasaray player in Westerlo as well. Yeah. Yeah, Recep Gil. 
Okay, I think, I'm not sure they had Emin Nike on trial in the beginning of the season. I don't know if he ended up signing permanently. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely a Fenerbahce link there with Westerlo, a Turkish link in general. Uh, of course, we see that as, as well with uh, Fortuna Sittard in, in Holland, where Besiktas just signed a cooperation deal with. They also have that Turkish link because they have a, a Turkish CEO or something. Uh, and then Abdullah Yiter was loaned out to Istanbul Spor. Zanka was loaned out to Fortuna Düsseldorf in Germany. Yusuf Mert Tunç was uh, let go and he joined Varzim team I never heard of. Um, in Portugal. Okay. Uh, Abdul Jebrail Akbulut, he joined uh, Komurspor on loan. Victor Moses' loan was terminated. He returned to Chelsea and then immediately got loaned out to Inter Milan. So that's curious. So for me, really, Fenerbahce coming out of the winter Mercato weaker than they were before, I would dare say. They got in Simon Fallet kind of to replace Sanka. Uh, for me, it's kind of a... Yeah, similar quality trade. But then they lost Victor Moses and didn't bring a replacement for him. So I'm not saying Victor Moses was a key player. Uh, I actually, well, he was good, but you know, Victor Moses, he wasn't a star player for Fenerbahce. Let's not act like he was. He's a very good utility player. I think you can play him in multiple positions. But I don't necessarily think they'll miss him all that much. But still, Fenerbahce coming out of the winter mercato weaker. I would say. Would you agree with that, Umut? Yeah, uh, they should have like filled the left back position uh, quite mm. securely, like we did. Because uh, I've seen uh, many people tweeting into it about like how uh, Fenerbahce couldn't fill their left back for years, whereas Galsa just filled it in six months with a great choice of uh, a player which we couldn't find any chance to play in uh, Leipzig. So. Mm -hmm. We just yeah. got him, but uh, Fenerbahce still uh, relies on uh, a former flank player, Nabil Dirar, there. But of course, Fenerbahce have a limited budget. Galatasaray yeah. have a less... I mean, they also have a limited budget, but in terms of the TFF limit, Fenerbahce are more limited. But of course, you know, you guys got Sarachi, I think, on a one-and-a-half-year loan. Yeah. Um, and he's can, pretty, yeah, they can also have a loan. Yeah, they could have done that. They, of course, were going uh, hardcore after Ricardo Rodriguez from uh, AC Milan. They were really courting him and trying to bring him in, and they wanted to loan him, and then with a... Uh, obligation to buy i assume uh but for some reason um i don't know if it was milan who didn't go for it or if it was the player that didn't go for it but he ended up signing with psv instead uh and psv also just loaned him with an option to buy as far as i know so it's 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 weird uh that that Fenerbahce couldn't make that deal happen Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Antalya Sport then, who finished in seventh position last season. They, of course, brought in Adis Jahovic, and I think I would I think they definitely had one of the more um, flashy transfer windows. So Adis Jahovic from Alatia for seven hundred thousand, then Fedor Kudryashov from Sochi on a free transfer. I believe he was on loan at Başakşehir last season. Yeah. Then they got Ersan Gulum, the former Besiktas and uh, Adana Sport central defender. Uh, they got him on a free transfer from Western United in Australia. Ersan's still only 32. Um, I was very surprised that after his stint in China that he didn't immediately come back to Turkey. But he went uh, to play some, some uh, 
A-League football in Australia. So I was very surprised that just a Turkish club didn't pick him up. So I'm, I'm curious to see how he'll do there. Faisal Sarre brought in on a free transfer from Kasim Pasha. Interesting for me because why are Kasim Pasha letting Faisal Sarre go on a free to a team that they're competing with against relegation, essentially? And also, Faisal was one of their captains, yeah? Yeah, he was a starter. He was one of their main central defenders, and he was uh, one of their most important players for the last couple of years. So it's a it's a curious move. Um, then Lukas Podolski from Vissel Kobe on a free transfer you know, straight from Japan. Of course, former Galatasaray star Lukas Podolski, Germany star Bayern München, Köln, big name. Of course, uh, Lukas Podolski is I want to say thirty four years old now. Sinan Gümüş, all known from Genoa. Uh, I guess his stint in the Serie A didn't go as planned. Of course, former Galtzrai player Sinan Gümüş. And then uh, Delvin Indinga on a free transfer from Sivaspor. So a very good window for Antalya Spor. But I think something that you'll notice, apart from maybe Trabzonspor, the, the clubs that really had a busy window are usually the clubs that didn't do their homework really well uh, beforehand and are in trouble now. I think Antalya Spor are one of those sides, uh, Kasim Pasha are one of those sides, obviously Ankara Gücü. But Ankara Gücü, they have some um, you know different circumstances because they had the transfer ban, so they couldn't really do their homework beforehand. But I don't know, I think it's kind of telling now. Th- these look like a lot of expensive guys, a panic transfer policy i would dare say i mean i i can't imagine they're they're not paying lukas podolski less than a million uh and and, and yeah I, I think ersan gulum i'm not gonna say he's super expensive but he's gonna cost a decent amount i'd say kudryashov is definitely gonna cost him half a million or so adis Jaovic definitely on a big contract sinan gumush i bet he's on a decent contract too um yeah, what, what do you think of Antalya Sports window in, in the in column? Well, uh, they afforded so much and I, I think that's also a little bit risky because changing the uh, whole team shape uh, in a one window and rely on it because uh, this is their last exit before they, uh, you know, in Turkish we say köprüden önce son çıkış. This is the last exit and they tried to do their best, but uh, spending too much, uh, I think, will be uh, trouble uh, in the future, you know? Uh, like how they did with uh, these uh, Nasri, Menez, and Eto situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they uh, screwed the uh, thing, you know. The uh, harmony in the team. Yeah, uh, and they didn't even perform well, you know? Well, Eto did. Yeah, yeah Eto did, but Eto is a like elegant player, but the others were like just yeah, Nasri was a big flop. Big yeah, flop. and and just for for those of you who didn't understand it, basically what Uma was saying, this is their last chance to get off the freeway to yeah. second to the second division. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, on the out bracket here for uh, Antalya Sport, Serdar Özkan has gone to Bursaspor in the second division. They're of course fighting for promotion there. Tarek Chamdal has joined Adana Demirspor <laughs> on a free transfer, and a very interesting fact on that one. Is he's paying for the minimum wage, so I believe he's making a little bit over two thousand lira. Uh, I don't know yeah. if it's per week or if it's per yeah, month. And, uh, that's even uh, too much for him. Yeah, but of course, you know, he's got <laughs> plenty of money in the bank right now. Yeah, um, from his gas right days. Exactly. I didn't want to say it, Umutun. I didn't want to rub <laughs> salt in the wounds, but you said it. Uh, Harun Kavak. 
Kavaklidere joined uh, Meneman Spore on loan. I always love to see that name. Uh, I just want Samet Aibaba to be their coach. Uh, anyway, uh, another curious one for me. I said it before with Vesel Saret to Antalya. This one also completely mm, yeah, baffles me. Diego Angelo on loan to Kayseri Spore. Like, they're giving a their, really, captain. their captain to a relegation rival. Is this Galatasaray sending Dani Nunkur to Besiktas? Is this sabotage? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see him making, uh, causing a penalty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, if that happens, put money on it. When Kayseri Spore plays uh, Antalya Spore, <laughs> put money on it. Diego Angelo causing a penalty uh, for, for Antalya to win it. Uh, Gelson Dalla was also uh, his loan was terminated and he returned to Sporting. I don't know if he ended up going somewhere else. Uh, Konya Spor up next and they brought in Guillerme, a different Guillerme from uh, Jaglia Lyona. I think that's a Slovakian team. And then they also brought in Slovakian international Robert Mack on a free transfer from Zinitz in Petersburg. He's a winger. Um, yeah, very uh, good move I think for them. I'm curious to see how Robert Mack performs. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for Konyaspor. Uh, I said before, you know, the teams that didn't do their homework in the summer have to scramble now in the winter. Uh, Konyaspor not doing really well in the league at the moment. I think they're not in immediate danger, but I could see them ending up in that relegation dogfight if, if, if Ankaragju and uh, Antalya and um, who else is down there, you know, those teams start picking up some points. Like, the only team I kind of see dead in the water right now is Kayseri Spor, but the other ones... I think they're all still very much, uh, yeah, in it. And uh, Konyaspor maybe should have made a little bit more of an investment, a little bit more of a quality injection. I don't know if uh, Robert Mack and Guillerme alone will be enough for them to lift up their game mood. Mm. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, like Kojima, he uh, mm -hmm. also said in his press conference that we have to first fix our initially fix our defensive problems rather than our attacking phase because I think that's the uh, main problem in Konyaspor that they can, uh, you know, uh, in the past uh, a few years, Konyaspor uh, were a team that weren't uh, conceding easily. Mm -hmm. But right now, uh, they, they just not concede easily, they just can't score as well, you know, missing so many chances and couldn't find a scoreline. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they are a team who were together for like a few uh, years. Yeah. Yeah, so on. And this is really quite baffling me. Uh, you know. Yeah, and they even oh. got Riyad Baij back, who was really good for them before they sold him to Udinese. And now yeah. he's back, he just, yeah, he can't really make a dent. Uh, it's weird that they're struggling so much offensively. And I mean, you see uh, Sarkan Kurantulu being the man of the match every single game, and that means mm -hmm. their defense is useless. You know, uh, yeah. you can't have your goalkeeper, the hero, the star, every match. You know, mm -hmm. that means you have some problems in the defensive line and defensive shape of your team. Yeah, they used to have that really good defender. What was his name? Jagovic or something? Or Yeah. Vu Vuk, no. What was his name? The, the the central defender. Really good player. And they sold him, I think, to a Serie A team. Um, I forget. Is it, is it Jagovic? It could be. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, in terms of outgoing transfers, they basically just did a bunch of loans. Uh, younger players, Mujahid Jan Akchai got loaned to Umranje Sport again. Ali Yashar got loaned to Altinordo Khan. Özdemir got loaned to Bayram Pasha. Uh-huh. Maksud Tash. I found his name. Yeah. His name is Jagos Vukovic. Vukovic, right? Yeah, yeah. Jagovic. You see where I'm yeah, coming yeah. from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He first initially went to Olympiakos, then Hellas yeah. Verona. Okay, yeah, yeah, I knew he ended up in Syria, but I, I forgot that he made that pit stop in Olympiakos. So, uh, Maksu Tashkiran, he went on loan to Vanspor. Yevin Operasenko got released on a free, and he joined Varskia. Savas Polat joined uh, Adana Spor on loan. I think he might be from the Fenerbahce Academy, Savas Polat. Uh, Musa Aras, he joined Zamax on a free transfer, and I remember... Was it last season or the season before where he had a really hot run where he was scoring every week and he looked like such a big talent, Musa Aras. And to see him now leave through the back door, it's it's kind of weird for me because I really thought he had a big future ahead of himself. And then we have, of course, former uh, captain Ali Chamdal. He was released. He is without a club right now. Ali Ayhan Jebeche also released without a club right now. Then let's move over to Alanya Sport. They had uh, they didn't have a very busy uh, winter mercato. They brought in Emirjan Altintash, a young promising player from Uranje Sport for 750,000 euros. That's quite a lot of money. And then they also brought in Mustafa Pektimek on a free transfer from Kasem Pasha. Curious that Kasem Pasha let him go on a free. It's not like he wasn't playing well for them. Uh, yeah, very curious. And then they also brought in Cenk Gunnen on a free transfer. He had been without a club for six you months. You love him, you? Sorry? <laughs> you love Cenk Gunnen. Yeah, right? I love him. Oh, with all my heart. Uh, and then in terms of outgoing transfers, this one that really jumps out to me, that's Haidar Yilmaz, who got loaned to uh, Gaziantep. He, of course, was Alanya Sports cap- uh, captain and goalkeeper for the past uh, two seasons in the Super League. Uh, of course, this season he lost his spot to uh, Marafona. But, uh, yeah, very curious that he uh, was uh, loaned out uh, to Gaziantep. Hassan Jan Yalcintikin joined uh, Payaspor. On loan, Alper Tursson joined Sakaria Spor on loan. Vesel Unal joined Girishun Spor on loan. Uh, Sidik Celik joined Yeshil Jurt Biridie on loan. Yusuf Karagos joined Batman Petrol on loan. That's a great huh. name, by the way. Uh, you just have to change one uh, letter and then it's Bat- Batman Patrol. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see foreigners have a good laugh with that. Imagine them ending up in the Super League. Emre Bekir joined Fetje Spor on loan. Then we have Murat Sevimler joining uh, Payas Spor on loan. And Taifur Bingul joining Bursa Spor on loan. So a lot of outgoing loans for Alanya Spor. Uh, don't really think there's much to talk about here in terms of incoming moves. Cenk obviously is a transfer for the bench. Emir Can, uh, transfer for the future. And Mustafa Bektemek, a squad depth move. We saw him play uh, midweek against Galatasaray in the Cup. Moving on to Kayseri Sport, a team that's currently in 18th position in the Super League. Last season they finished in 10th, so that's our next one. Uh, their first one in, we already discussed it, Emre Tajdimir from Galatasaray. They also ju- uh, signed Christian Sapunaro on a free transfer from the Nizli Sport. Ozhan Chapar on a free transfer from Balikesir Sport. 
Mario Situm on a free transfer from Dinamo Zagreb. He's a winger, 27-year-old winger from uh, Dinamo Zagreb. So Dinamo Zagreb are a team that uh, produce good players. So I'm curious to see how he does there. And then Muris Misanovic, uh, he joined uh, on loan from Mlada Bolesov. And we already saw him score on the weekend, of course, against Galatasaray. So he had an instant impact for Kayserispor. Then uh, Gustavo Campagnaro, he joined on an undisclosed free from Chapo Cuenza. Uh, Diego Angelo on loan from Antalya Sport. Zoran Kvirzic from Rijeka on an undisclosed free. And Jenk Shahin uh, on a free transfer. So uh, lots of transfers for Kayseri Sport. Of course, they had to replace a lot of players that terminated their contracts. Um, but yeah, not really a massive quality injection, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't think they'll. I, I think they'll be in the second division next season, unless someone like uh, like a Muris Mesanovic uh, lights up and uh, scores, you know, like eight or so goals. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is enough to keep their heads above water and keep them in the Super League. In terms of uh, outgoing guys, Benoit Poulain was released, Attila Turan was released, Umut Bulut was released, Malat, uh, to Malat- he of course joined Malatya Spor, Emmanuel Adebayor was released, Shamil Chiras was released, Adrian was, uh, his t- loan was terminated, he returned to FC Sion, and uh, Bilal Basacik Ola was also released, he joined Trabzonspor, of course. Uh, all these releases are basically uh, players that terminated their contracts after not receiving their wages for more than four months. So uh, lots of uh, good players leaving on a free there. Uh, yeah, Bernard Mensah, I'm sure they're still paying him. They invested a lot of money in him in the beginning of the season, paid 3.8 million euros, I believe. So I guess they're, they're uh, trying to make sure that they pay him every month uh, so that he doesn't leave on a free because he was a big investment for them. I could see him join maybe Galtzrai or so uh, in the summer uh, on, a, on a fee. Then uh, Chaiko Rizespor, they brought in a couple of uh, under-the-radar moves uh, with Albert Koch on a 122k uh, fee from Menemen Sport. I guess that's probably his, uh, his 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 training fee. Tunay Torun joined on a free from Bashakshihir. Uh That's a good signing, but he of course hasn't been playing much over the last year or so. Uh, he was really good at Kasim Pasha, so I, I hope for Bash- uh, for Rize that he'll do well for them. Andril Boryachuk was brought in on loan from Shakhtar Donetsk set piece specialist. And then, of course, Denis Hamash also brought in on loan from the other big Ukrainian club, Dynamo Kiev. He already scores, I believe, on his debut uh, against, I want to say, Sivaspor uh, two weeks ago. Mithat Pala joined on an undisclosed free from Pazarspor. And Ivanildo Fernandez joined on a loan from Sporting Lisbon. Of course, he was at Trabzonspor the previous six months. And I think then the biggest move they've gotten so far, Milan Škoda from Slavia Prague on a free transfer. And he, of course, as we know, has three goals in three matches already. And that's something they were really missing. They were missing a striker up front. Really good get for them. Uh, and in terms of, of departures here, we have Mithat Pala getting loaned out straight away to Pazarspor. Neil de Pau left after just six months and he joined Atromitos Aten on a free transfer. Uh, Chinar Torhan joined Ergene Velimese on loan. Yusuf Ajer joined Bucherebile de Erzomspor on loan. Sinan Yazidje joined Kazanspor on loan. Uh, or is that Kozan? Uh, then Dimitrios Chatsiyas joined Cercle, not Club Brugge. Uh, 
So that's a joke, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Brugge. They don't like it when you call them a club because, you know, the yeah. big rivals are called Club Brugge. So they don't want to be called club. They prefer to be called... Um, if you call them like a... You, you never call them a football club. You call them a football organization or something like that. So just a running joke for the few people that will get that. Emirhan Tupcu joined uh, Celik Zinija on loan. Celik Zinija, a team in uh, Bosnia, by the way. Uh, Mustafa El Kabir, he was released on a free transfer. Of course, he broke his leg in the beginning of the season. So uh, unfortunate to see that he is getting basically dumped now. And then uh, Baris Alegi's loan was terminated and he returned to Fenerbahce. Yosef uh, Atama, same thing, loan terminated, return to Bashakshi here. Biggest move, I think, for sure. Uh, well, three really good moves with uh, two guys from the top in Ukraine with uh, Boryachuk and uh, Hamash. And then, of course, uh, Milan Skoda, who immediately made his impact felt. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of their transfer window last uh, last winter where they brought in lots of quality with Atif Sheshu and, 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 uh, and the likes and they had an amazing second half of the season. I don't think Czech Rizespor will be struggling uh, and they will be easily be staying in the Super League this season. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Ismail Kartal has uh, the talent to do so because, you know... Uh, uh, I hate the football he plays though. Yeah, but uh, uh, seeing his episode in the Urkarakulukju's uh, uh, thing in YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. I uh, respected his opinion on football. You know, he tries to do something good. Like uh, uh, beforehand, uh, I really think that uh, I thought that he's just a you know anti-football guy. But uh, seeing how he thinks about it uh, and uh, knowing that. Uh, I think it's really, you know, optimistic as well. You know, he tries to do against opposition's thinking. Yeah, I think what the thing with him is he, he I think he studied under Aykut Kojaman at least for a while. And I think he definitely has similar um, view. view, but I think where Aykut has had opportunities in the past, especially when I was coaching Fenerbahce, opportunities to play attractive football he always reverts back to that anti-football whereas i think ismail uh, kasal is just playing to the strength of his team he looks what's possible with his team and uh was he no no okam was coached there last season yeah right yeah uh, but yeah we'll, we'll have to wait and see uh, how this pans out but i think they'll i don't think they'll struggle at all uh, let's move on to the current league leader sivaspor they brought in yasin ustekin on a free transfer from gustepe they brought in samba kamara on a free transfer from the new england revolution in the mls they brought in petor uh, skuletic on loan from montpellier um, i remember seeing him uh, in the europa league five or so years ago when uh, Besiktas were playing Partizan Belgrade and I think we trashed Kuletic. them twice but uh, yes Kuletic but uh, he Kuletic really impressed also plays me in, uh, played in Super League yeah he played for against Derby after that yeah. but I remember thinking of him when I saw him then at Partizan I was like well, that's an interesting player maybe we should get him as a good second option off the bench I really liked him and then of course he went to against Derby did well there uh, and, and now he came from the league uh, from Montpellier uh, then they also signed a Clodemir from Braga. Clodemir, of course, I think most of us who follow European football will know him from his time at Copenhagen. Yeah, uh, but I he watched was... him live when we played in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm, in... Yeah, like, uh... he was one of their star players, one of their most important players. Yeah, um, and of course, 
He had an unsuccessful stint with Krullerbrugge, but I think he could be a very good get for Sivaspor. I just wonder where he's going to fit in, though, because their central midfield with uh, with Hakan Arslan and with uh, with Fatih Aksoy kind of looks set. I wonder if he's maybe a replacement for Fatih, who is, of course, uh, his loan ends at the end of the season. He will t- return to Besiktas. Uh, yeah, curious to see where he fits in. Uh, in terms of uh, outgoing transfers, Hugo Vieira joined Gil Vicente in Portugal for, on a free transfer. Abdul Razak Traore joined Bursaspor on a loan. So just two guys going out at Sivaspor and a couple of uh, players coming in. Samba Camara could be an interesting move. Skuletic definitely a good move, but they already have uh, two big guys up front uh, with Aruna Kone and uh, Yatabari. So another a uh, similar type of striker up there and then Clodomir. Uh good good window for Sivaspor. I don't think they needed all that much, but uh yeah, a couple of good players there. Yeah. Then let's see the guys who made the most transfers in this January transfer window. Ankara Guju they brought in 15 new players. Uh I do have to say some of those were immediately loaned out again, so not all of them are for the first team. Uh, Milos Stojanovic from Sarajevo for 200,000 euros was brought in. Gelmin Rivas from Boston River was brought in on a free transfer. Ricardo Friedrich brought in on a free transfer from Bodo Glimt in Norway. Orkan Chinar on a free transfer from Besiktas. Daniel Lukasik on a loan from Legia Gdansk. Uh, Gerson Rodriguez on loan from Dynamo Kiev. Suat Kaya... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a name. <laughs> yeah. Uh on he came in on an undisclosed tree from Buck Football Club, but he immediately was loaned out again to Buck. Uh Saba uh, Lobjanice was brought in on an undisclosed tree from Randers FC. Konrad Michalak brought in from Ahmad Grozny on loan. Fatih uh, Tultak brought in from Karabukspor on this close three. Ahmed Sun brought in from Bak FK on an undisclosed three. Mohamed Yasser Karabai brought in on a free transfer. Nunduka Ozokwo on a free transfer. Attila Turan free transfer from Kaiserispor and Enes Kubat on a free transfer. Guys that went out. Yas- Yalchin Aihan joined Karagumruk. Swat Kaya loaned out. Uh, he wasn't loaned out to Bak. He was actually you loaned out that, to... You uh, know guy? Uh, play for Mersin Idmanyurd five years ago. Um. Yes, yes, I remember his last name, Ozokwo. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he was a uh, like a striker, or a right winger. Uh, he's just too, too fast and but mm. uh, not a quite much end product on his feet. But uh, he's uh, you no, know, he knows the league. Uh, you know, you could say that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. So, yeah, Suat Kaya was loaned out to Shigrub Buja. Enes Kubat loaned to Bak FK. Furkan Beklevic joined, uh, loaned Turgut Luspor on loan. Alper Onal joined Bak FK on loan. Hassan Kaya joined Irmidert Erz- Erjindjan on loan. Ahmed Sun joined Bak on loan. Ahmed Jan Arek joined uh, Jan Kaya Football Club on loan. Uh, yeah, good. A lot of transfers, as we expected. Ankergeju lifting the ban the day before the deadline. So, not a big surprise that they bring in a lot of players. Uh, anyone that really stands out to you here that you think that will uh, perform well for them? Well, I'm not quite sure, to be honest. Because, uh, you know, uh, mm, you can say 
Orkan Çınar maybe uh, mm-hmm. if he finds any time uh, he could show his talent uh, at last maybe but uh, on the other hand I don't know uh, Gerson Rodriguez he immediately asserted himself uh, on his debut he was one of, well very lively uh, scored on a penalty of course uh, on his debut this past weekend uh, yeah coming from Dinamo Kiev I know his name, but I don't remember from... I want to say I know it from Benfica, but Gerson Rodriguez, I don't know. Could it be, uh, but also they have Atula Tura on the left back, but yeah. didn't they already have a left back uh, who's a Portuguese guy? Uh, yeah, uh, Thiago Pinto. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. It's quite odd to... Uh, the the thing with Ankaragücü is though you know that they just lifted that transfer ban and you know just like last season after two or three months you're gonna get some players terminating their contracts probably because they're not getting paid again. That's kind of the the sad thing I I'm suspecting will happen for Ankaragücü. But I hope they stay up. I I hope they stay in the, the Super League uh, because they need the money from the Super League to stay alive and it's a club that uh, that that we don't want to lose. I think it's one of the biggest clubs in Turkey. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of fandom, as yeah. the the biggest club in in Ankara, uh, you know, I, I personally I, I prefer against Sterbili, but uh, uh, I like Sterbili, <laughs> but that's due to you know my my uncle and my my dad kind of like him. The rivals. Yeah, but I mean, if you compare in terms of fandom, of course Ankara Gijou, you cannot deny Ankara Gijou yeah. is the bigger club. The only reason I prefer against Sterbili over Ankara Gijou, by the way, is I when I was like twelve years old or so, I attended against Sterbili Ankara Gijou match. And the Ankaragücü fans, they were like, I don't know, throwing crap. And they injured this little girl and she had to be carried off and brought to the hospital with the ambulance. So for me, I kind of left left a little bit of a nasty taste uh, towards the Ankaragücü fans where they're a little bit too extreme to my Yeah, liking. they're a little bit hostile. Yeah, <laughs> to, to say the least. Uh, let's move on to Kasim Pasha then. They also had a busy winter mercato. Uh, they brought in Tarkan Serbest on, on a 350k transfer from Ostia Vienna. They brought in Dogujan Haspolat on 300k fee from Excelsior in Holland. They brought in uh, Gerald Gohu on a free transfer from BJBSU. Uh, Berg Chetin on a free transfer from München Gladbach B. Zvonovic Sarlija on loan from Slaven uh, Belupa. Uh, Michael Tirpon from Lokre on an undisclosed free. Florent Hader Jonas on loan from Huddersfield. And Dieu Merci Ndongola from uh, KRC Genk on loan. Usama Hadadi on loan from El Etilfak. Uh, Thomas Breka on an undisclosed free from Lea Blonich, uh, Anil Koch on an undisclosed free from Altinordo, and uh, Yasin uh, Meria on loan from Olympiakos. So 12 new names for Kasim Pasha. Um, they're always good at getting these uh, under-the-radar guys from Germany and from, from, from Austria. So I'm, I'm curious well, to see. it's quite easy for them to convince players because they're located in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. I, I I think they, they might be going down this season, though. Uh, yeah, probably. I, yeah, yeah, it's going to be... But, of course, they've done that in the past and they came back up. Um, but not nothing big here uh, in terms of incoming moves, I want to say. Ndongola is, was a good utility player at Gang. I don't think he's going to set the world on fire now. But the things that uh, jumped out to me, the, the biggest one that jumped out to me was Strahil Popov actually leaving on a free transfer, joining the... Uh, Birinji League leaders Hatay Sport, their 
quite a ways in front of the competition in the second division. So they'll probably be up in the Super League next season. So Popov went there on a free. Özgür Cech joined Denizlispor on a free. Hassan Bilal joined Sakarya Spor on loan. Vesel Sara, of course, joining Antalya Spor on a free. Mustafa Ethem Erba. Uh, Erboa joining uh, Jermidert Erdinjan on a loan. Urjan Yozgile joining Adana Sport on a free. Mustafa Pektemek joining Alanya Sport on, on a free. Siam Ben Youssef joining the Nizli Sport on undisclosed free. And Karem Hafez, uh, his loan was terminated. Obviously, he joined Malatya Sport. And also Abdul Khalili was released. So Abdul Khalili, Karem Hafez, Siam Ben Youssef, Mustafa Pektemek. Um, yeah, they're the, like the starters. Yeah, Stryl Popov, like half their, like five or so starters were released. Very weird what's going on at Kasim Pasha. And that's one of the reasons I think they're going to go down. Because, I don't know, this stuff seems to be hitting the fan there. Anyway, let's move on to Gustepe. They had a very quiet winter mercato, but they had one really big get this uh, winter. was Kamil Wilczek from Brunby on a one point. Uh, 1.07 million transfer fee. He, of course, the top scorer in Denmark the past couple of years. 32-year-old Polish striker. Um, yeah, I'm very curious to see how he will settle at uh, at Gustepe. And I hope uh, that, uh, yeah, he'll continue that form uh, from Denmark. It would be really cool if Gustepe can uh, become a little bit more next season, maybe a title contender or at least contending for the European spots, which they they are actually already could be doing right now because they're not that far off from the top five. Yeah. Uh, and then they also got Zlatko Tripic on uh, 405k from Viking Football Club. Um, yeah, two transfers coming in. Out, not that much. Hakan Chin Emre joined Adana Sport on loan. Vidicetin. Fenerbahce youngster a few years Yeah, he used to be a really big talent, but, you know, we know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Vidicetin uh, joined Samsung Sport on, on a free. Batuhan Kirdarolo joined Altenorde on loan. Yasin Ustekin joined Sivaspor on a free. Eren Derdiok joined Paktakor on a free. Samet Kaya joined Menemen Spor. Babakar Sane, his loan was terminated and he went back to Anderlecht. Um, yeah, two good moves maybe. I don't know I don't know the second player, but wheel check is definitely something that intrigues me. But I think this just goes to show you Gustepe are a team that did their homework in the summer. They have a good squad. Um, didn't have an amazing start to the season, but they have uh, yeah, settled down. They're playing good football. Now they're in their new stadium. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a good season i think and we'll check is just one of those gets that that's gonna be good for them for the next couple of years hopefully um yeah i'm very curious to see gustepe especially next season but also in the coming months to see how we'll check settles and uh yeah just an example of a team that didn't have to do much in the in, in the winter because they're stable and yeah they're doing well on the transfer market they're doing their homework beforehand like you should be doing then let's move over to Denizli Spor. They brought in only a couple of people. Özgür Cech on a free from Kasim Pasha, of course. Also Siam Ben Youssef on uh, undisclosed free from Kasim Pasha. Ogenio Onazi on a free transfer from Trabzonspor. And Mohamed Özkal on a free transfer from Büyükşehir Belediye Bodrumspor. So uh, three guys from the Super League. Özgür Cech, I don't know how much he's going to be playing with Siam Ben Youssef. He was 
decent at Kazem Pasha. Ogenio Onazi, of course, good player, played for Lazio Roma and such. Um, yeah, kind of lost his spot at Trabzonspor this season due to his injury and also due to the fact that they just have so much quality in midfield right now. But a great get for Denis Lispor. Also a team that did their homework in the summer, didn't have much to worry about, just added a couple of... Uh, quality uh, players to their squad and I think they uh, will continue to have a fun season uh, Umut, anything to note on these transfers? Well, no, not exactly you know mm, maybe they can uh, benefit from Onazi's uh, energy on the midfield and you know, Özgücek, a player who performed decent but never uh, you know uh, done the real thing in his career, you know. He he already has played for Fenerbahce some years ago, and uh, Siam Ben Yusef. You can say that he's a great defender, uh, played for Kasım Pasha for several years, and he done real well. Uh, yeah, I think they could have uh, the benefit of the uh, new transfers. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Ben Youssef also a uh, threat on uh, on set pieces, on indirect set pieces. So he he's a threat in the air for sure. Yeah. Uh, in terms of outgoing transfers, they uh, had a couple, but nothing that really jumps out. Emre Salik joined uh, Are nineteen seventy Spore on loan. Um, Burak Celik joined Samson Spor on a free. Mehmet Akius joined Adana Demirspor on a free. Kader Kurt joined Ahmed uh, SK on loan. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Ahmed Kurt. Uh, no, Kader Kurt, sorry. Joining <laughs> Ahmed. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it Kurt or Kurt? It's Kurt, it's uh, Wolf. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but still, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Kerem Jan Akius joining Bursas for on a free transfer. Um, and then Christian Sapunaro, as we said before, joining Kayseri Spore. Mehmet Akius going to Adana Demirspor. Uh, Adana Demirspor and Umranje Spore especially seem to be uh, teams that have been getting quite a few players from the Super League this uh, this winter. Then uh, moving over to our 1-2 last team against Sterberly. They didn't have a very busy winter um, because, again, a team that did pretty much their homework. They got Mike van Bane on a free transfer from Barcelona B. And then they got uh, Christopher Nordfelder uh, from uh, Swansea on an undisclosed fee. Uh, Nordfeld, I think his name is. I uh, wrote that wrong. Um, then outgoing, just a couple of loans. Um, Rami Jan Karadash joined Bayburt uh, Idare on loan. Emre Gundodo joined Karamaramash uh, Sport. Yeah, Karaman Marash, sorry, yeah, uh, on loan. Uh, Furkan Timir joined uh, Yamra Sport on loan. Uh, Ulbeid Aydiman joined Bjurkshirbeer uh, Bodrum Sport on loan. Second time I see that name from the club. Uh, Yid Arslan joined Altinda Bilidia on a free and Ibrahim uh, Karadawut was released. Um, yeah, what do you think of uh, these two transfers against Sherbali? Got uh, Mike van Bannen and uh, Christopher Nordfeld. Well, I haven't seen him play. Uh, you know, I don't. I have uh, no notion about how they'll see, but. Uh, oh, I thought you might have maybe you seen uh, Nordfeld in action. I, I don't, uh, Mike van Bannen, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that guy, but I haven't watched him, uh, you know, carefully. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. uh, figured in my head, like, a, a decent player. But mm-hmm. the other one is uh, coming from Barcelona B. It's quite yeah. interesting transfer to have, like, uh, an afraid transfer as well. Uh, 
Yeah, he's a Dutch uh, left back, I think, or a right back. I'm you think sure Barcelona gave up on him? Well, obviously, he's 20 years old and they're letting him go. I think that's... You know, but still, if you went through your education, so to speak, at Barcelona, you're probably capable of something. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is going to be an interesting one to watch for sure. Mm -hmm. And then uh, let's move on to our final team, and that's going to be Gaziantep Football Club. Of course, they brought in Haidar Yilmaz on loan from Alanya Sport, as we already mentioned. Alexandru Maxim on loan from Forshve Mainz. Uh, on yeah, he had an instant impact on the weekend, scoring twice. Uh, so yeah, you think he's the, one of the best debuts after Bjorn Fleming and Shinji Kagawa? Oh uh, yeah, it's probably up there. Yeah, um, Milan Škoda had a great debut too. Of course, yeah. he joined, the, scored a brace on his debut. Uh, yeah, definitely up there. Um, but I mean, yeah. He was good, and he was also involved in another goal for sure. I think he got an assist, and I think he almost—I think he like one of the goals was like credited to someone else, but I think he pretty much did all the work there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they also saw, signed uh, Andres Souza from Belenenses uh, in uh, Portugal. So um, yeah, uh, only three transfers coming in for Gaziantep. Again, a team did their homework. Kudos to them. Uh, players going out here. Kar Kerim Afce joining Altai on loan. Ali Atesh joining uh, 1922 Konya on loan. Prince uh, Segbelia joined Altai on an undisclosed free because there is only room for one prince in the Super League. Uh, <laughs> had to make that joke. Uh, Seyfedin <laughs> Chabi joined uh, St. Mirren in Scotland on loan. Yuri Leudigen Uh, was released on a free, and Musa So was released on a free. And Umut, if I would have told you four years ago that Dembaba would still be playing at the top of the Super League right now at age 34, contributing tremendously to what Bishakshir are doing, and honestly, like six months ago, I didn't think Dembaba could still achieve the level that he is achieving right now, but he is very important for Bishakshir. Yeah. I think they really missed him against Fenerbahce because he was suspended, of course. Uh, and he's not scoring a ton, but he's just very important up there. He's a very good target man for them. But if I would have told you four or five years ago, Musa So is not going to play a single minute in the Super League, despite being on the wage bill still, and he's going to get released in the winter, leave through the back door, and at just age 33. And Dembabao has been playing with shot knees for, I don't know, seven, eight years of his career. At age 34, he's still going to be a key player for one of the teams in the top five in the Super League. Would you believe me? Well, uh, it's uh, to be honest, to say that they are... You know, different kind of players, even though uh, they look similar. But, you know, uh, you can rely on the, uh, you know, being a target man. Uh, Dembaba will do the best, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't have to run him too much, but he will be inside the box and uh, like, the, like the fox in the box. And he'll be uh, looking out for goals uh, and uh, like some tap-ins. But uh, I think... Uh, Musaso haven't uh, committed for uh, like a, a, a play style of uh, Dembaba, you know. Uh, mm. He yeah, he's of course he's a lot smaller. He's not. I don't think he's capable of doing. Yeah, that. Like he's much more of a dribbler or like a uh, you know. Uh, he relies more on his speed too, and I yeah, guess and, it maybe faded uh, away. A when bit. you lose that speed uh, on your uh, late age, uh, it's uh, quite you know. Uh, 
destroys most of your uh, physical battle, uh, physical mm-hmm. uh, uh, being on the field. You know, uh, he, you know, uh, I was thinking Brock uh, Yilmaz would have suffered from that, but he's still uh, in there uh, playing, and uh, I think he has adapted uh, to a new style of play uh, where he can save his energy and. Uh, looking for goals inside the box rather than just uh, running around on the pitch uh, all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, yeah. I think Musaso, uh, uh, as not uh, finding any more time, uh, any more chances in the league, says he failed to adapt that kind of a play style. He has to be on his late age. Yeah, for sure. I, I was kind of disappointed that he didn't make a single minute uh, for Gaziantep this season. But of course, they have a good, uh, a gr- good front uh, front line with uh, Tuomasi and Kayode, and uh, yeah, they just have a, a interesting uh, front uh, front uh-huh. line. Also with Gunai, uh, not Gunai, uh, Guven Varel. Guven. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for all the transfers in and out. Uh, I did not include some of the guys that uh, returned on loan that uh, had their loans cut short and returned early. Uh, I only included them if they were loaned out again. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I mentioned, I think, the, the, the names that jumped out to me earlier in the program. Umut, are there any transfers that really stand out to you? It's not been a very busy winter of course Kasim Pasha Antalya uh, and 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 uh, Angerju had a busy winter Mercato but Besiktas quiet relatively quiet Galatasaray relatively quiet um Fenerbahce very quiet Trabzonspor probably uh yeah having the best window out of the, the, the those top teams Basakshir not a single move uh Sivaspor a couple of moves so yeah that top 6 7 teams what jumps out to you there you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, Galsai made the transfer uh, really point to point, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, they didn't do uh, too many transfers, but they did yeah. uh, what they needed. Uh, and early, really yeah, early. early, yeah. Uh, also, uh, one of the transfers was from inside. So Martin Linus came in, mm-hmm. uh, registered, and uh, Nagatoma and Luindama were just removed from the list. Uh, for yeah, were you surprised Nagatoma wasn't... Uh... Yeah, didn't join another club? Uh, I think he will be because, you know, a uh, new season has been just uh, only beginning in the Japanese region and mm-hmm. uh, China as well. But I don't know if he's going to be going there because of the ri- right now uh, the threats about viral infections and stuff. Uh, yeah, but this is in China. Yeah, Japan yeah. Japan is an island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, that region is dangerous right now. So... I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe he can go another uh, club in Europe. He is the committed guy. He has always been a uh, great work, work ethic on his uh, life. And I think he'll, uh, any team will benefit from him. But uh, right now it's too late for Europe. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, still a couple of leagues, I guess, are still open. Maybe, I don't yeah. know if Russia. Russia, yeah. He, maybe he can go to Russia. So... Mm, and he can also like uh, uh, you know earn us some money mm, maybe yeah. or at least uh, save you the, the wages that you still otherwise yeah. have to pay him for six months uh, anything else jumping out to you uh, uh, I don't know what will happen to Embaya Jagne do you know what will happen to him 
Uh, yeah, he was uh, removed from the squad at Club Brugge. Uh, Brugge offered to send him back to Galtry, but they refused to take him back. Uh, so then, we, of course, we saw the statements from uh, from Genghis uh, last week, where he said, well, Brugge will have to pay us 50 million euros because they are uh, destroying our capital by sending Diagne, dropping him from the squad. He's been in Senegal for the last couple of weeks. But to be fair to Brugge, they did just offered to send him back to Galtzrai, and Galtzrai refused. I mean, Galtzrai could have just taken him back uh, in training, at least, and let, let, let him train with the, with the under-19s or something. I don't know. So I think they're partially responsible themselves. Uh, I don't think if this goes to FIFA that Galtzrai will, <laughs> will win it. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, just at the end oh, of the season. Nice, you know? uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think it was just that penalty miss against PSG for him. He claimed that penalty and then he missed it. It was so important for them because uh, that would have gotten them a point. Uh, well, possibly. It's not a thing that like he didn't want to, uh, you know, score it. He just yeah, but I think there must have been some issues himself. off the pitch yeah. with him too. Uh, Philippe Clement isn't just going to drop a player just like that. He's a really good coach, so there must have been issues with him. I don't know if there were other big issues, at least nothing that came out, but there must have been some problems with him. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely not going to play for Brugge anymore. Brugge just got a striker from... Uh, uh, Victoria Pilsen, I think they got a, a striker from from the Czech league. Uh, so yeah, they already replaced uh, Diagne. Uh-huh. And, uh, they they definitely won't be signing him on a permanent. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, yeah. So what what stands out to you? Which are the best moves in, in your opinion? Milan Škoda for sure for Riza Sport. That one has to be at the top of your list, right? Yeah, and also Kamil uh, came to Gustave. Yeah, we'll check. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think he's a great, uh, even can be a starter player, also an alternative to Cameron Jerome up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a real good target man, and we saw it uh, when he played for Gustafe. And uh, I would say Badu Ndiaye and Guilherme are really good for Trabzonspor's uh, run for the rest of the le- uh, rest of yeah. the season. So... Um, also, uh, what we can say, Henry Onyekuru is a, a lethal move for Galatasaray because we don't have any uh, pacey wingers. And we now have two of them, which is really great. And we can rely on Henry Onyekuru because you know what he's capable of uh, from the seasons he played for Galatasaray. Uh, but I'm uh, really uh, disappointed we couldn't get him uh, permanently, you know. Uh, you really have a, you really want to have a player like that. I was just talking to my uh, best friend the other day, and he's a big PSV fan, of course. And in the beginning of the season, we were talking about Bruma, and he was really happy with Bruma. But as the months have progressed, Bruma has kind of been a flop at PSV. And I, I literally told him this the other day. I said, you know what? Instead of spending 15 million euros on Bruma, you should have spent 15 million euros on Henry Onyukuru. You would have gotten your money's worth there. Um, I think Onyekuru, if you put him in the Dutch league, he'll, he might score 30 goals. Yeah. That's a li- little bit over the top, maybe, but he'll score 20 plus, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Bruma, it's like he said, Bruma's chaos, you know, kind of like Nkudu a little bit. Like sometimes he'll try stuff and it'll work, but nine times out of ten it won't. 
And, you know, uh, he's he's capable of doing brilliant things, but it, it just doesn't work consistently enough. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, though, by how much of a flop he's being labeled right now. And I think that has to do with the fact that PSV are just having a really bad season altogether. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, Umut, for your time. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, guys, if you like this show, let us know. Let us know what you think was the biggest, uh, not necessarily the biggest, but what are some of your uh, top moves in the league? Do you agree with some of the, the things we s- said? Do you not agree? Do you think Simon Follett will be a, a world beater for Fenerbahce? Do you think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's so many of those moves. Do you think it's weird that uh, all these relegation sides are exchanging players one another? Is Diego Angelo going to sabotage? Uh, Kaiseri Spore. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think about all of the transfers. What do you think of Quince, Kevin Prince Boateng? Is he going to succeed at Besiktas? Uh, what do you think of Trabzon Spore's new transfers? Did they, did they essentially, uh, yeah, uh, potentially win the league with this uh, this this window? Because they had a really solid window, I think. Of course, still ways to go there. Anyway, let us know uh, on Twitter at Futi Ala Turka. Uh, you can follow us there, or of course in the show notes you can find all the Twitter handles from. Umut, myself, and all our other co-hosts as well. Yusuf just joined us on, uh, on on Twitter as well, by the way. He finally caved and made a Twitter account at Marufol Yakub. I said Yusuf. It's Yakub, <laughs> of course. Uh, so Yakub finally joined us on Twitter. Um, Yusuf is still in my head from that player with the weird last name that I can't pronounce anymore. Uh, so that's that's that. Uh, also, uh, the 20th of February will be our one-year anniversary. Our first episode aired on the 20th of February 2019. So stay tuned. We're definitely going to do a giveaway to celebrate our one-year anniversary. And we'll announce that uh, on our next episode, which will be next Tuesday, of course. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode, our transfer special of Football a la Turca for the 2019-2020 Winter Mercato.